Hello there, this is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Welcome to the Sith List. And here we go. We would be honored if you would join us. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. I know this is hard for you, but winter is coming. I can bring you in warm, or I can bring you in cold. You clearly don't know who you're talking to, so let me clue you in. I am the danger. Avengers! Assemble. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Who's scruffy looking? Less. Might wanna buckle up, baby. Smash you, King Kong. Hey guys, you ever seen that really old movie, Empire Strikes Back? And of course, Randy. Change? Yeah. Big change. You got your weekend geek covered. And you, you're the set list. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 373 of The Sith List. I am one of your five hosts tonight, Raj Dolchai, and my co-pilots this evening, the young, the restless, the not here one, Mr. Carlos Brueguayo, the man we call Crunch Crunch. What's up, Les? Not much. Just hanging out on another Wednesday. Another hump day. Speaking of humps, King Tom Chansky, King of All Pods. What's up, buddy? I, I I have no idea. Wow, you are lost for words. Speechless. Speechless. Not clueless, though. No. For the people that are listening um, that are, are not our Patreon, we just had a Super Bowl of 90s movies, and Clueless did not make, make it out of the first round, I don't think, of the brackets. That's okay. No, it, it made it, it to did. the second round. It did. Okay, whatever. I was just trying to zoom by through this intro. As Randy, if. what's up, buddy? <laughs> what's up, man? How you doing? Doing well. Good. I'm glad. And the man that needs no introduction, but we have one for him. The man we call El Hombre. Eric. Hey. Strathers. What's up? It's man? me. You know, one thing we should have mentioned in Clueless, Paul Rudd looks exactly the same as he does. <laughs> yeah. Yes, he does. Have you seen those commercials with Alicia Silverstone, like doing the, uh, they're doing kind of like a play on it and it has the other actress in it that nobody knows that really, I don't know her name. The one that She's was dating in, yeah, Turk. Yes. The one that was dating Turk. Yeah. I yeah, the, there's. I don't know what the hell they're selling. I think like Frito Lay or something, some chips. But I could be wrong. Frito How's Lay. everybody doing, man? We were missing Boo, uh, but that's okay. We're gonna try to do some Boo bits. Randy's got some bits that he's gonna do. <laughs> Look at his face. Like, yeah, he's got some bits. He's like, he's ready for it. I can tell. Uh, but we're gonna have fun. We're gonna have a good time. How's it? Uh, what's like? Let me give out the shenanigans real quick. Sithlist.com for all things Sithlist. Go to YouTube. Check us out. We're doing Ahsoka. It's going to be a good time. We're going to be doing Loki. Um, it's, it's good times, man. Just subscribe, like, and comment. And uh, come on board the Sithless train. Also, merch 
and podcast episodes. And please join our Patreon. We have a lot of amazing fun. Look at these guys. Look, look how much fun they had. They can tell on their faces. They're, they're ecstatic. Yes. We, uh, mm-hmm. for less than $36 a year, you could be a patron. All right. I gave the schmeels. How's everybody really doing? Eric, man, I am beat up. I'm good oh. though. Well, I had that gig in Houston. Oh, that's right. How'd that go? And, uh, well, I made it home. That's, that's probably the best part of the whole story. Mm. We drove is about, it was supposed to be 13 hours. We somehow ended up in the entire wrong city. Oh, uh, no. Five hours out of the way. Got there at three in the morning, left at the place at 11, played a show at 5.30, got done, ate, and drove back that night overnight, all in this like sprinter van. So everybody was just cramped and I'm too old for this, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I hear you. The Sprinter vans are cool, though, no? Well, I mean, it was... I mean, they're they're nicely made, but it's like... A human's knees aren't meant to be bent like at without room to stretch out for 12 hours at a shot. They're just not. Right, that's true. 12 hours, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah, no thank you. No thank you. Okay, well, I'm glad the show went well, though. Yeah, I played well. Okay, great. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's all that matters. Randy, how you doing, man? How's how's everything? Everything's great, man. I went to a show in Houston. Um it was pretty good. The guitar player played well. His knees look a little rackety though. Yeah, like he looked like he was gonna collapse. Trouble uh, with his knees, but other than that, it's good. Right. All right. <laughs> Tom, how you doing, bud? Uh I am pretty damn good all things considering i had my last um radiation appointment and i got disconnected from my uh hookup drugs today so uh i have like a month off before i start chemo so you know yes can try and and live it up don't know what that entails but you know i'm I'm just glad i don't have to to lug along this pack of medicine that beeps at me every few hours, you know. You know what you deserve? You deserve this. Thank you. Yes. It feels deserved, so. Yes, yes. There you go. All right, guys. Uh, Who else? Les, what's up, bud? How you doing? I'm doing okay, man. All right, good. Everybody's good. We're just zooming through the intro. I feel like we need, like, an extra 10, 15 minutes just to burn. Oh, no. No? We're good? Shit. (laughs) Damn. Well, let's just jump into the box office, I guess. Like, we have nothing else to really talk about. I'm trying to think. Is there anything I need to talk? No. It was a good whole hum, whole hum week. Well, here we go. Here's Johnny. I know it was you, Fred. All right, guys. Here's the deal. Weekend box office results. This is from Rotten Tomatoes. Thank you to the tomato. The Nun 2 leads again, guys, three weeks in a row, but it was a slow weekend. Expendables lands in second with the worst opening and reviews of the franchise, while Barbie and Oppenheimer make it their 10th week in the top 10. And so The Nun made $8.5 million, Expendables $8 million, A Haunting in Venice $6.3, The Equalizer 3, $4.7, and then again, Barbie $3 million. My Big Fat Wedding 2.7, and on and on and on it goes. So there is your weekend box office. Did anybody watch anything of note? 
No, I, I watched. I, uh, go ahead, King Tom. I'm sorry. I watched a movie called uh, Five Twenty Five Seventy Seven. Um, what? It's, it's an yeah, it's an independent movie. It's it's based on a real story about this. Um, it it's a kind of autobiographical, but from this director named Patrick Reed Johnson. He directed, I think, Dragonheart, Baby's Day Out, and mm-hmm. Angus back in the nineties. Okay. And he grew up in the Midwest, wanted to be a movie director um, in the 70s. His mother sent him out to Hollywood for spring break, uh, and he met Steven Spielberg. And then he also uh, went to ILM a a few months before the release of Star Wars, and he saw a very early version of Star Wars. So he goes back home, and he tells all of his friends how great this movie is going to be. And 525.77 is the day... Star Wars out. opens, yeah, and it's about like that day and trying to go see it and high school hijinks that happen. Um, the thing is, he this he's been trying to make this movie for like twenty years, and he at one point like Christopher Lloyd and um a few uh, Joe Pan, how do you, I don't I forget how you say his last name. Uh, he was in Memento and, and the Fugitive Pantoliano or whatever. Oh, Pantoliano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Great actor. He was supposed Great to be actor. in it, but like all of the name actors bowed out because he had no money for it. So he started shooting it and it got released like last year um, on oh, digital. Okay. Um, and, you know, I, I remember hearing about it like way long ago uh, and I just saw that it was available. So I figured what the hell. Um, and, you know, it's, it, it's a low budget movie and there are some things in the story that just kind of, I don't want to say they're cliche, but you feel like he added them just to make it like a coming of age story. But you okay. know, it, it was, it was entertaining. Good. That's cool. Yeah. Where can you find it? Just any, is it on Hulu? Is it on? Um, is, uh, I bought Amazon? it on Google play, but I, I'm Google. sure it's like on Amazon and okay. You know, right on. outlets like that. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of uh, Amazon, so you, remember I told you guys this entire time that I, I didn't have Showtime, and that's why I haven't been watching Yellow Jackets because my Paramount Plus Showtime subscription was gone. Um, I was getting it from my sister in law, and all of a sudden it was gone. And I, you know, I didn't know this entire time that you could watch it on Amazon Prime for free, and I've had Amazon Prime this entire time. <laughs> so. Um, you know, I just want to be honest. I uh, I had the opportunity to watch, and I didn't because I didn't know. And you still haven't. I have. I watched two episodes last night. Watched two episodes okay. last night. All right. So, um, so what episode are you on? Well, she just she no she went and saw a van. Okay. 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 Yeah. Okay. She went and saw a van. We'll take it. Okay. And we'll that was it. cool. That was actually pretty cool because I. We haven't seen Van in the show in uh, in the flash forward. So that was pretty cool. But I, I think Elijah Wood's characters, something's going on there, dude. <laughs> something's going on. Well, That's what I think. Well, well, don't tell me, but something's going on. And I don't I don't trust him. By the way, <laughs> Elijah Wood's going to be in the new Toxic Avenger movie. I don't know if you guys heard there's a new one coming out. Uh, yeah. He's not the Toxic Avenger. They made a role Aww. specifically for him. I think Peter Dinklage is the Toxic Avenger. He's Toxie? I think so. Hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, can you check that, Randy? I could be totally wrong, but that's what I've heard. Uh, yeah, I think they were doing previews for this movie. Yeah. Just a while ago. There's this thing going in and out for. 
it's tripping me out. Mm. I don't like it. Um, so yeah, anything, anybody, I watched Lioness, um, that finished that, that was on, uh, Paramount Plus, written by Taylor Sheridan, who's done all the, uh, Yellowstones and wrote Sicario and wrote all that stuff. You watch Lioness? What are you laughing? Some, oh, here we go. Private, Les is laughing at me. There's something in the private chat. Let me see if I can read it. Probably not. Okay, probably not. Definitely not going to read that one. So, um, that was really good. Um, if you're a Patreon member, you, sorry, I'm still not going to read it because uh, that was really bad. Because um, th- I still want you to be a Patreon member uh, after this recording. So nobody, uh, Eric, Eric, you didn't see anything? You didn't watch anything? No, man. We're still working our way through. Uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Man, okay. I forget. Like one of my favorite favorite episodes was we just passed through it and there's a scene where caitlin olsen she is just a national treasure but danny devito tricks her into digging up their her dead dog her mom's dead dog (laughs) her dead mom's dead dog and uh she does like it's like similar to a spit take where she it's it's so good it's worth I would watch that just that five seconds a thousand times in a row. That, that's a, what a what a great show. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah, it's a really good show. Okay, is that it? Are we ready just to jump into the Soka? Sure, man. Um, Peter right. Dinklage does play Winston Goose in the new Toxic Avenger movie. So get okay. excited. Hey, nothing like a little goose. No, I didn't mean it that way. Oh Christ! I fell. I fell for it. I fell what's for the, it. What's the other way that you uh, could have meant it? Well, here's the thing: goose in oh. Farsi means fart. Oh, oh. So oh. when I said nothing like a little goose, is for you know, just me and Nick. Me and Nick are the only Persians that listen to the show. Yeah, oh, okay. Oh, you're you're Persian? I'm not. No, but Ezra is. Greetings. This is Grand Admiral Thrawn aboard the ISS Chimera. You are currently listening to The Sith List. I know a great deal about you because of this artistic choice. May Warrior's Fortune smile upon your efforts. Okay, listen, before we get into Ahsoka, I do have one piece of news, all right? And that is everybody's favorite genre of music. Yes, I've heard about this. There was an article that got dropped what day did i send that it's from avclub.com and the title is is star wars trying to ditch its most hilariously inappropriate name and uh yeah so anyway (laughs) jizz music george lucas famously referred to that as a style of music and they're trying to change it to something else i mean maybe uh, it's a story from a I'm certain sorry, point sorry. of view, the Return of the Jedi one, and they called it Jats instead, mm-hmm. like jazz, but with a T instead That's of bull- the first shit. D. Eastern European jizz. Exactly. I don't, you know, that's ridiculous. Keep well, the jizz, dude. I don't know, Keep man. the jizz. Keep it jizz. You got to hand it to him. That's a... Uh, that's one way to go about it, I suppose. Oh. Um, Let me tell you. Because no, when they first started the jizz thing, it spread like crazy. It, was, it went all over. And everybody really, like, took it in. You know what I mean? 
So I don't understand I, how you can just. The, lose I don't just know how they George. Yeah, oh. that's what I was gonna say. It's hard to swallow. Um, <laughs> I don't know, dude. It seems oh. to me like that is a very self-serving <laughs> choice. You know, like borderline just masturbatory choice oh. of. I don't. It's uh, it's one one man's take, but. Uh, <laughs> Do you know that after they uh, wrote that article, they went skeet shooting? <laughs> I thought they went cross country skiing. Just I love listening. I love listening to jizz when I'm cross country skiing, especially moguls. I'm sorry. You know who's cussing us out right now? Everybody listening to this. <laughs> yeah, the steel is really probably pissed at us right now. Well, that's what's new, right? Oh, <laughs> X-Files X came on. I don't know why. That was weird. Is it Smoking Man in that one? Uh, yeah, I don't know why X-Files X just came on. <laughs> oh, well, I hope yeah. he is. Um, well, can we get the because this is enough, you know, but I just hope they don't mess with the jizz. Like, don't mess with the jizz. Keep it real. Just keep it. I don't know, man. I think maybe it's a good call. <laughs> It's been a, it, the joke that just keeps coming and coming, though. Oh, sweet Christmas. Ah, okay. Just <laughs> hold on. Yeah. I'll be back Go ahead. In a second. <laughs> you know what Steel is saying right now? Ah! <laughs> That's <what laughs> Probably. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Speaking of things we all get off on, let's talk about Ahsoka. <laughs> Wait, did we do did we do the Thrawn intro? <laughs> did we do the Thrawn intro? I no? don't know if we did yes. or not. Man. We did yeah. do it. That was a while yes, ago. Okay, all right. At this point, I have no idea. <laughs> uh, hi, I'm I'm 14 years old. I have the same sense of humor as I did then. Oh um, man! So listen, <laughs> Ahsoka. Good night. What an episode. I, you know, you see some discourse here and there online. I just so don't care. It, it, it 0% affects me at this point. I just, I'm more seeing people's reaction to it as opposed to the actual source of it. But I'm going to tell you something from my standpoint. I loved this episode. There wasn't a single thing about it I didn't like. And, uh, just, the way all the characters played out every part of all of the story threads did something incredibly satisfactory in this. We got a cameo that while it would have been easy to view it as, I don't know, super fan servicey and service yeah. really fit the situation. And it was a lot better than them trying to like cram lay it right into the story i mean it was the perfect way to do it so man i i loved it but anyhow let's take it from the top man who wants to go who wants to tell us all about it let king tom go king tom yes, go sir. ahead buddy um i tell you all you mean just my thoughts or do you want me to take you through the whole episode well, no, I, no, mean, no, no. I mean, I mean, I, hey, I, I feel, you want to do I feel just like you know, you, Eric, where it was everything about it I really liked, and 
you know, if you were to tell me on paper, oh, there's going to be C3PO cameo, I'd be like, right. just what we need. But no, yeah. it it worked. And, you know, even that scene, even though that was part of, like, what, five, ten minutes, the, the New Republic, um, it was very well done because we're seeing kind of why it falls apart in the lead up to um, the sequel trilogy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, oh, my God. Uh, Senator Ziono, you know, we met Christopher Sean. Um, who played Kaz back mm. at Celebration. I wish I could travel back in time and say, hey, I am sorry that your space dad is such a dick. Oh, yeah. Because he is, you know. Um, but yeah, that that was like the one big thing. But even, I think that was supposed to be Admiral Akbar. Um, Ooh. Oh, sitting on the other side. Sitting down. Oh. But he didn't, you know, he didn't say anything. But that right. was a great scene. And then back, the, everything with Thrawn, how... Um, you know, you really got the the uh, the book Thrawn. We kind of talked about the book Thrawn mm-hmm. last mm-hmm. week versus right, right, the right. on-screen Thrawn. And the way he was sizing up Ahsoka and saying, if we do this, she'll do this. That is how he is in the books. Um, and then on Planet, the reunion was great. Seeing Ezra use the Force without a lightsaber, that was that was badass. incredible. Oh, I thought and it was awesome. I, I Yeah, I, I love seeing it. And again, it led to... You know, things we've seen in, in the sequel trilogy, um, just with like freezing the lightsaber and mm-hmm, a lot right. of the throwing people that way. I Yeah, I thought it was a really well done episode and I still have no clue what they're going to do next week. You know, I yeah. don't have any idea where this is going to end or, or what's going to happen. Um, and I, I'm beginning to think that we're not going to get an ending. Mm. um yeah so i'm sorry i didn't mean to cut you off go ahead oh that's okay i was just gonna say you know i'm watching this and and i watched it and loved it and i didn't realize till i listened to our friend hawes on the um blue harvest patreon uh recap uh but he caught that that in that conference room scene they were saying you know the 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 battle on mandalore so that Mm -hmm. sets this after Mm -hmm. mandalorian season three yep so I think we're really they're really building up towards this. They even say Moth Gideon's name. Yeah, they they threw his mm-hmm. name in there too. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, yeah I, I really it, liked it. Really looking forward to what's next. Sorry, it's it's cool that they set it in that timeline there. And just a couple of things I want to throw in there with Ziono. If we mm-hmm. didn't know better, I guess from like the canon material that's been placed out there, mm-hmm. you would you could argue the point that he was a a traitor in their midst. Yeah. Yeah. At the way he kept going about it. And like, let's wait and see if he attacks us before we believe it's even a possibility kind of thing. That is the worst Mm -hmm. line of defense. And it's, it would be easy to argue that point, I guess is what I'm saying for me. I mean, everybody's seen the episode obviously. So yeah, I'm it's spoilers all the way, but not only was the thing with um, Ezra and his connection to the force and the way his, his confidence and his calmness and the no fear thing. Mm -hmm. I thought it was so great that he used the force the way that he did. And then still super excitedly grabbed a blaster and started. Yeah, that was, that was cool. He was stoked about that, but I'm really curious 
as to what is Balin's endgame. I have, mm-hmm. I am completely stumped on that. And I was really hoping Shin would turn. Oh, but I'm telling you, the seed's been planted. Mm-hmm. She knows. Well, you think so? That you think you, so? You have been abandoned by that every person you've trusted up until now. Yeah. And you aren't this killer, this cold-blooded killer that everybody's want you to be. And I thought it was cool that they let her go too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, anyhow. Next, who's next? Go ahead, Randy. Um, I really like the uh the escape from the uh space wells. The uh so all the Mm. CG on that. That was such a cool scene. It's uh, so beyond what we usually see in the live action stuff. Like, obviously, there's lots of cool character things, but that scene in particular just looks so well done. Um, Thrawn isn't really getting me as much. There's a lot of him, like, talking about how good of a tactician he is, but he's not doing anything. He's just like, oh, I just like to wait and see what someone else is going to do. I'm a chess player, but he doesn't, he hasn't really done anything yet. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm hoping that there's like a plan that actually gets like put into play that shows that he was outsmarting everyone. Um, okay. All right. And I, and I love those little snail turtles. They're amazing. Oh, yes. They are amazing. Those little dudes. I love and that I the one pulled out yeah. the slingshot. Because well, that means, you know, yeah. That, that like means did Ezra teach from, them that? Because yeah, that was that's his exactly thing. Right. And, that was his thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. super cool. Some somebody said that that Kaz's dad makes him. I saw a tweet that says Kaz's dad is making me want to join the First Order. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a dick. Yeah, guy's a yeah. dick for sure. Mm-hmm. Let's go ahead, bud. Uh, I think um, what's cool to me, and I know a lot of people are not. Uh, I've been looking at Twitter, and a lot of people are not really cool with it. But I like the fact that Ezra is using the force instead of his lightsaber. Uh, yeah, that's rad. I think it gives us a different perspective on, you know, what if someone did decide to just use that and not have any lightsaber training? I mean, he's obviously not like extremely powerful, but it was kind of cool to see that. Uh, and um, we talked about it on the YouTube video on the reaction. Uh, you know, the, the, the crispness of like the hologram. Like it, it, Captain, mm-hmm. you know, Enoch is showing up. It's like a, just a different thing. It's not your, it's not what we had back in the day with like the OG trilogy, you know, uh, it's definitely advanced a lot. Um, it, it, and I think this episode kind of tied some things together uh, about the whole Star Wars timeline in general, or just the, the story in general by giving us a quick little acknowledgement, like, you know, oh, so the Empire's defeated. It's like, yep, you know, and it's like, there's a new Republic. Yeah, that's it. You know, to kind of get like everybody caught up as to where they're at now and to say, okay, everything counts. Everything is here. Uh, this is the table. Everything's on the table. Um, that was kind of cool. And then I really don't know what they're going to do this next episode. Is this the final episode? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Next episode is final episode. What are we doing with Balin? Like by far the secondary like number two in the whole show for me has been Balin's skull like his hell whole, yeah is is just it, from the very first scene till now and it's like we lost the actor tragically you know and it's 
what happens? Like, what's the end game with just this character? Like, well, Les, uh, you had a great point last night, and you were saying, does this what kind of because he's beloved, right? Balin's been beloved. I think yeah, a huge, a huge yeah. success the character has, and he was so great in it. And what legacy does he leave behind? Like, does this he becomes one of the great characters in Star Wars? Oh, um, easily. I don't want to say Mount Rushmore, but like that upper tier of yeah, just yeah, yeah, not Mount Rushmore force but. users, you know. But hell, maybe not. Maybe why not put him up there too? Like, it's there's room. Like he's, he's two, definitely he's two and zero. Oh, he's two and zero oh against Ahsoka. Yeah, I don't know. She stole his horse. She well, did. She did. She yeah. did. <laughs> that horse didn't and have she a impressed name. Though. Him. She impressed him. Like deeply impressed him at one point. And he was like, "Okay, yeah, you know this 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 counts." Arrived, oh, we got I'm, Anakin again. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I'm picking up what you put down there. I, I, I appreciate huh. it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it was cool to see Anakin and to see where we got that dialogue, and to touch on a couple of the like the discourse you're talking about in on Twitter. One of the things you see is that here it is, Luke, from what we've got in the new canon, has been like scouring the galaxy for pieces of like the Jedi history, right? Mm. And here's Ahsoka with all of this uh, footage of Luke's dad as in his prime as a Jedi master. Why doesn't he have that? And then also when he finds out there's this super old droid who has taught Padawans from, mm -hmm. you know, the dawn of time. But the thing is, and let me j just say this. Yes, I know it's the same universe. I'm glad that the creatives take chances where they don't just, you know, and I'm going to tell you what changed my mind on that. Kenobi was so well done that all of my, he can't leave this and he can't yeah, that they didn't go out of their way to beat you over the head with how this shoehorns into what you already know. And I'm glad that they did it that way because we're getting stories that are so good. That mm -hmm. doesn't matter to me. It's like undoing things that they did in the books uh, as a general rule. It Listen, it is it is what it is. It's just super, super good storytelling. And I don't know, man. There's not a single thing in this episode that they did that I wish they hadn't done. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's one thing. What's that? that? I, I, I don't like the fact that she hasn't told them the situation yet. I don't buy that she'd be holding on to that information for that long. 24 hours has passed or whatnot. And she still hasn't told him that she sacrificed the entire Republic and is going to bring Thrawn back. And he's just like, oh, okay, I guess, you know, you don't want to talk to me about it. Like, I, I don't, that I don't buy. I don't buy that. Well, and I'll tell you how I would explain that. Okay. Um, I, because I think that Sabine, as a Mandalorian, she's also a tactician. And I think she's trying to come to the table with solutions before. Because that's something I tell people that I supervise, right? Don't come to me and aimlessly bitch about a situation. Come to me and tell me what you do different. And I think that's like the first step. And I mean, admittedly, I think that would be a hard thing to hold on to. And I think right. Ezra would feel bad. But if I were going to give a reason as to why she's doing that, it would be that she's trying to find a way out of this whole thing Okay, before she right. dumps the news on him. And it's not a huge, like, it's not a deal breaker for me or anything. It's just one thing. I, I agree. I think I thought this episode was awesome. This show to me, 
I think this is the show that George Lucas sits down and watches and he's smiling the entire time. It feels like George Lucas is behind this thing. Uh, like if you were to tell me a George, this is a George Lucas Star Wars, I would say, yeah, this, this feels like George. I mean, just the creatures, the storytelling, Ahsoka, uh, mm-hmm. Anakin being there like he is, I, just very, very George Lucas to me. Yeah. So I, I, I've really liked it. Yeah, same. And, 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 and so there's some things. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, King Tom. No, I, I just have a question, follow up on something we were going to, we were talking about yeah. a moment or two ago. With Ezra was- not using the lightsaber, do you think it was more he's more comfortable fighting without it or more that he felt Sabine needed it more than he did? I think he just hasn't Ooh. had one and he's learned to fight and to and to live without it. And he's mm-hmm. wants to show her that you don't need kind of like a lesson as well. Yeah. That's what is what I think. Mm-hmm. Um I do think though, I'm gonna bring up this mortis bullshit again, that that planet is the level of force that's around that planet is higher than any other planet. Only because Sabine is being able to communicate with Ahsoka oh. and she and she didn't think that she was able to. Um before she didn't think she had the force or the power before um i'm just i'm just holding on to mortis dude that's all i have to say Mm -hmm. me personally i think that had more to do with ahsoka than sabine Uh, very yeah very possible Ahsoka flexing her 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 power there but uh you know either way dude the mortis arc is so great and one of my buddies he hasn't watched it and he's oh. watching this show, and I'm like, listen, please just watch stop it. watching these episodes <laughs> and go watch the Mortis arc yeah. in Clone Wars, and then and then come back to this, please, 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 please. Uh, I did like that the Night Sisters, the way they were able to find Ahsoka when she dipped deep into the Force. That's how when they found her, right? You know, and that just that goes along with like so many movie tropes where. You know, the hero has to take a chance to get this one line of communication out, and that's when they get them. You know what I mean? Because I saw mm-hmm. somebody else complaining, well, why didn't they? Um, they've been trying to find Ezra for 10 years and haven't been able to. And it's like, I really don't think they have. And I really yeah, don't think. And, and they're on the move constantly. Yeah. And I don't think Ezra has reached out with the force to anybody. Because if, if they were looking for him, that's how they would have found him. But Thrawn hasn't given any indication that he actually cared. He's like, he's no. not a threat to me. He's not here. What's he going to do? Right. And, that's you know, very and if he Thrawn. shows up, we'll kill him. And if somebody comes after him, we'll let him find him and then we'll kill him. Right. And you see, and his then we'll tattoo was, him. Was f- and then we'll hang storms. him and then we'll kill him. There's full of stormtroopers like paraphernalia, right? Like his. What's that? His necklace was full of stormtrooper stuff. I don't know if you saw. So maybe yeah. he's just dog gone tags. through so many. Yeah, dog tags. Yeah. He's gone through so many stormtroopers. Thrawn's like, I'm not wasting anymore. And the theory of them being dead went out the fucking window instantly because a lot of them died right mm-hmm. there, and none of them turned into a fucking mm-hmm. uh, gender reveal. You know. Yeah, I <laughs> I saw um, somebody had mentioned that that the fact that they spoke. Mm-hmm proved that they weren't zombies and i don't know that i well marak spoke 
Yeah. And so I was a little bit confused by that because I wouldn't have called them zombies per se. I would have thought of it to be more like him. But one Mm -hmm. thing, man, as I looked at those, the troopers armor, uh, it was really cool to see like what they had done with it. And they called them a different kind of trooper. Mm -hmm. And so they'll be able to sell action figures with it. (laughs) uh, and, And so a year from now, You'll be able to get action figures for this series, and it's going to be the best thing you've ever seen. That's right. That's hey, right. Exactly. And how cool is it that that ship, the Soka ship, is a model? That thing is a model like they made back when, when they were making models in New Hope. It's not CGI. That's an actual model. And oh, really? It does, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I sent to, to Randy a little like clip about how they made it. And it, the, even how it turns, you know how the, the wings turn? Mm-hmm. That it's all real. That's cool. It's really cool. Yeah, and it's full size, huh? I'm just, I'm yeah. just kidding, man. Yes, mm-hmm. it is. This uh, was the model I, that you said you didn't like how it looked in CG. Uh, no, it wasn't. I was I talking know. about I'm Thrawn's ship. Kidding. I'm kidding. I'm Good try, kidding. though. Good try, Butthole. Um, <laughs> the uh, I, I thought I think it Thrawn's ship looks great when it was sitting still. It was that drive-by shot that they did yeah yeah yeah. that i didn't dig um i'm just messing with you bro no no you're fine you know speaking of cg there was only one moment that i noticed a spot and it was ahsoka rolling oh no yeah she first rolled it like you could tell it was pretty rough but then after that it was real good to me Uh, it was with the soldiers going on the animals and running and Hopping uh-huh. off, there was two or three in front, where I was like, "Oh no, 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 no!" Yeah, that kind of movement's tough. It is tough. I, uh, I'm surprised they just stick with it, though. I'm surprised like they watch it and they go, "We're going to keep this shot in there," which they really don't need 100. percent You know, right? Uh-huh. Unless they're doing it with like models, you know what I mean? The way they did yeah. with Tauntaun. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. And they're like trying to capture that same magic look. We all know. Oh, this I real, see. But, I see. Yeah. But maybe not. I don't know. Maybe it's just they're using some old <laughs> Pentium four to render it out. And mm-hmm. it, that's a good thing. Right. But uh, man, I'm very, very stoked for this last episode. I really have no idea what they're going to do. None. And I, that's refreshing. I'm happy that I don't have any idea what they're going to do. Right. I'm, that makes it exciting. And so hooray, hooray, hooray for this. Oh, one thing I wanted to add is uh, I really, really, really enjoyed the interactions between Ahsoka and, oh, what's the droid's name? I just had it. Hu Yang? Hu Yang, yeah. This was like, this This episode was just peak interaction between them. And he's like, not really this good. again. I, I just really it was all good so hooray for that too man david Tennant is playing him again and they brought him back and he played him in in clone wars he's doing a great yeah. job man he's awesome yeah so, he's so i'm good. very very pleased so anyway I that's love all the, i got man well i i want to talk a little bit less was you know to his credit was throwing that you know maybe they'll bring you know leia back and you know and for you know the reasons that i'm sure are obvious. I don't think they're going to ever deep fake Leia again. But it felt like when three PO there, it felt like her presence was there. Mm-hmm. Like the mm-hmm. like her legacy is always like an umbrella over Star Wars, and mm-hmm. to have her name come up like that, it just felt like she was you know she like Carrie Fisher's alive, which 
which is, uh, I think, a really cool fucking thing, man. Yeah. I think it was really cool. You make a good point there, too, because what, the way they went about it is it just felt so matter of fact. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't a stretch. It just felt completely natural that she's just a part of this world. She's just right outside the camera view of it, basically. And yeah. I, I yeah. don't know. That's cool. And to know that she's a big deal. Listen, and that what a great plan and what a move that Princess Leia would have done. Yeah. Right. You right. know, that's so, so well written. So good. Oh, so good. Would you have a problem with like hearing her through like a calm, even though they can like AI carries voice or put it together like they have with James Earl Jones's stuff, like, you know, having recorded a thousand things. Would you have a problem like hearing her kind of scratchy, kind of staticky talking to Hera? No, not at uh, all. I think that'd be neat. I'd be really cool. I would love that. Yeah, go ahead. I really thought they were going to have a hologram of her or some type. Yeah, I was thinking about a hologram would be kind of cool too. Because they could have, dare I say, they could have snuck some like legit CG manipulation in there. Oh, for they could do it and just give us an appearance. Doesn't have to be long. All it has to take is tail end of a conversation, or just her dressing down Senator Giono or whatever he is, just completely embarrassing him as you you know it i was i thought we were really close and that's the other thing we got 3po also everybody we did i mean it's, it's still been a cool while. you know anthony daniels is a thick wad but it's still cool <laughs> to see 3po i mean it, yes. it really is but the the reason why i was so adamant that they weren't going to bring prince leia or, or leia back is only because when time of her death they came out pretty quickly and said uh-huh. we're not going to you know use deep fake or without the consent of the family and it's it sounded like they didn't want to go to that route. I mean, that that's direction. understood. Yeah, so that's why I was like saying that would be unbelievable. I'll be honest, I up. forgot about that, but in my, you was know, I'm pretty close, saying, Les. You're pretty close, dude. When they say was the that name, everything or just for the Rise of Skywalker, though. Well, I think uh, they said something the, like going. Fo- I think they said something like going forward, unless Billy Lord wants to like betray her See, and, they do and something. Why not? Why yeah, not? And they could. I mean. I just don't know how the fans would react, but you know, I, I had forgotten about things. anything in that particular vein. Yeah. But like, yeah, yeah. But, but you're close, dude. I mean, again, they mentioned her name. Yeah. They're dropping names. And of yeah, course, you know, cool. I know Ventress isn't going to pop up, but like, no, she's dead. Leia for sure. It makes sense. You know, and it may, it makes sense that she's sense, like, yeah. she, and it makes sense that she's like, wait a minute, there is still a strong remnant of the empire. And if you're onto something, Hera, go check it out, you know, which also and, connects everything, guys. Well, like, if you read Bloodline, thing, if you read Bloodline, it's about her trying to suss out the First mm. Order before it becomes a First Order. And she's yeah. trying to do this rogue New Republic kind of thing. Man, great it was book. so good. It was a great book. Yeah. Oh, such a good show, man. It's, it's kind of, uh, you know, it's sad that it's ending, you know. Mm-hmm. That's what's really mm-hmm. shitty about it, and but uh, we've had a good run so far, man. It's been it's been great, and I believe uh, who's directing this last one? It's not Filoni. Is it Fuka? Fuka? Fumiyama? Fumiyama or something? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think he's directing the Fumayuma. last one. Fumiyama. I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I, th- I think he's doing the last one. 
And I don't know, you're right, Eric, I don't know what's going to happen, but we know that this is supposed to all come together and it's supposed to be the marvelization of the Star Wars universe on mm -hmm. TV. So we're supposed to have Thrawn leave, I would imagine, and them leave somehow. Uh, I, I don't know. It's going to be, we're going to find out very soon. Very, very soon. Din Djarin pop up and Bo-Katan and all of them. Yeah, it's going <sighs> to. My God. Gonna... Can we go back and talk a lot, about dude gonna be go a lot talk about jizz like it's been in the back of my mind this whole talk like i don't i'm really upset about it no okay let's move on but uh let's uh thank you eric for guiding us through that star wars talk uh boo bits randy you got some bits <laughs> yeah i i got a little bit of bits okay please um uh, we gotta watch it, right? I mean, we can't just not watch. Oh it. yeah, we can't just yeah. Okay. Bits, bits better be bits. Oh yeah, it's bits, Mike. It's bits, I tell you. Uh -huh, uh -huh. It's bits. It's bits. Uh, I just kibbled my bits. <laughs> Go, Randy. Uh, speaking of boo bits, uh, right. we got uh, some news uh, about Wallace and Gromit potentially oh, okay. coming. Uh, they're gonna do a crossover with Godzilla. And oh my God. I'm not sure how you guys feel about this. I'm excited. And um, David Tennant is actually going to be playing Godzilla. So oh, shit. A lot of people are excited about that. What um, an untimely, t uh, uh, unfortunate time for Boo to miss this episode. Yeah, right. It seems like he'd be all over this. Um, I uh, This, speaking of untimely, um, oh, I was on Variety one. this morning, and it turns out... Uh, Fast and the Furious is they're coming out with another movie soon. It's called Fast 12. So fast. So, so fast. Um, <laughs> it's going to have the entire cast of the Expendables in it. Oh, ah, might as like well. A, like a might as well. Right, right. Yes. But, but, but the one of the characters would have to play maybe a twin brother because isn't um, Stram, Straham, isn't he in both? Mm. Yeah, right, but we don't need right. Hobbs yes. and Shaw in this one. Oh, we don't need it. Okay, no. Uh, we actually probably don't even need the movie. No. <laughs> hey, hey. Come I'm on. sorry, Boo. I'm sorry. Really, seen Boo. I'm sorry. Come on. Viva la vida. Uh, Viva la vida. That's all. That's all my bits. Just, hey, those are bits. the best bits I've ever had. Uh, mob dogs. Anyone again? No, nobody's into the the. Uh, it's still still under production. But listen, we do have great news. We have great news. The writer strike seems to be over. Mm -hmm. uh, they've wised up and they've uh, gotten a deal. And I think uh, as of 12.01 this evening, is that what it is? That the strike is done? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that's correct. I, I believe. So uh, hooray, hooray for the writers. And I love that the deal that they got, did you see some of the AI stuff that they um, mm -hmm. got in there? Some of the bullet points where they are allowed to use AI, but they have to be the ones that actually directly use the AI. They can't have the studio pretty much tell them, hey, you're taking too long. You need to use AI. It's up to the discretion of the uh, writer. Yeah. Which is cool. Good for them. We'll see. I, I like know. some of the stuff. It sounds like, okay, but how is this going to play in actuality? Right. <laughs> right. 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 Exactly. Like, it seems like some of it's kind of malleable, but it does sound like they, from what I understand, they got triple of what they were necessarily initially asking for. Right. That's really yeah. good. 
Oh yeah, they were very yeah. happy with the deal as a majority of the people. So well, that's and great. It, even if like some of this stuff does seem like it'll be hard to shake out, like how do you define the parameters that they've set forth? But there's a lot. It feels like there's a lot of good faith in it. You know what I mean? Right. It doesn't seem like it's like I always joke around about every time I fix something major at work, it's never sweet. We did it. It's well, this will shut them up. It doesn't feel like that. It feels like a lot of good faith sort of thing. So, right. Yeah. Good news. Yeah. So all we need now is the uh, actors to, to uh, hopefully they can do something with the actors equivalent to what mm -hmm. they did with the writers. Um, but yeah, good news on that front. There was a, um, we're a huge, huge fan of True Detective season one. I've said this a thousand times on the show. I think it's pound for pound one of the best shows ever made for television. We've seen the little trailer they had for season number four that's coming out. A new one came out today. Um, so I wanted to check that out with you guys. I haven't seen the new trailer. So uh, I think we should uh, watch it together. Here we go. I get this feeling that sometimes you just want to disappear. Wow. Just walk out. Never stop. This is the last kid. Nobody ever really leaves. I don't know what the hell they're doing together. Thought they hated each other. You think I want to work with you? I do, actually. Yeah. We've got five bodies frozen into a giant block of flesh. We have no answers. We found this. I've seen that before, years ago. You know the stuff that's happening in this town. My job is to keep everyone safe. Dead bodies, weird circumstances. You need to get the shit under control. Tell me why we withheld information from a murder investigation. Why keep it a secret? Those men died out there for real. In the real world, for a real reason. The thing that's going to take you out there is what you carry around. That's what's going to drag you into the night. That's what's going to sink you in the ice. So that definitely gives me the feels of the first one, <laughs> a little like Carcosa situation going on over there. So I'm, I'm mm -hmm. really interested in, in, in watching this one. This looks like uh, HBO's next Sunday night kind of big show that's going to go down. I love Jodie Foster. This looks good. What do you guys to think say, so yeah, far? Great yeah. to see, great yeah. to see Jodie Foster in a nice dark thriller again, a la Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. Mm. Right. Oh gosh, speaking of Silence of the Lambs, right. There was a, uh, speaking of great actors, this is a good little segue. Um, there was a little article about uh, Pound for Pound, one of the best actors that a lot of people really don't know about. And it's about, um, let me bring him up right here. It's uh, John Cazelli or Cazell, uh, Fredo from Godfather, right? He died very uh, early in an early age. It was awful. But the five movies that he played in were mm -hmm. all nominated for Best Picture. 
um, which is never been done, I don't think, to come out. He's like pretty much a Sandy Koufax, played 10 years and kicked ass for 10 years. But he came out and gave unbelievable performances. And uh, let me read off the five movies. Obviously, The Godfather in 1972, The Conversation in 1974. If you haven't seen The Conversation, it's Francis Ford Coppola's. It's a freaking great movie. It's with Gene Hackman. It's, a lot of movie critics consider it one of the best like top 10 films made in America. Um, so you haven't checked it out, check it out for sure. Godfather 2, obviously. Um, Dog Day Afternoon, which is a, oh, what a movie that was. Um, and then lastly, 1978, Deer Hunter. And then he got cancer and he passed away. So every single film that he made was nominated for Best Picture. Some of them won Best Picture. So uh, nobody's had a run like that. I thought just, it was interesting. I just wanted to talk about that. And um, I think that pretty much wraps up the episode, if I'm not mistaken. Anything else uh, from anybody else? Oh, I do have one dude. I think I, I love this guy, and I think he's the most underrated cartoon and animation. Uh, I mean, character in animation. And um, I me thinks your duck hunting knowledge needs some tutoring. I love Sampus, guys. Listen, listen to the knowledge here. Is a duck. Oh. Of which you are one, whereas to wit. Oh. This is a duck hunter. Oh. And this is the hunter's gun with which he shoots ducks with. You're a duck. Ergo, he shoots you. Oh. You understand? Nope. Then why do you keep saying, oh, oh? <laughs> I do? love this guy, dude. Because I'm sitting on a cat and it hurts. Ah. <laughs> oh, Snagglepuss. Guys, if you haven't seen Snagglepuss, guys, please, please do so. <laughs> you haven't seen Snagglepuss. Treat yourself, guys. Treat yourself. I mean, I've watched about an hour of Snagglepuss today at work, and it was worth every, every minute, every second. <laughs> You get paid there. I got paid uh, to watch Nagapos. That's good. That's really good. Uh, all right. Anything else? Anybody want to dabble into? No? Anybody um, excited for anything? No? All right. Loki well, in two weeks. Loki in two weeks. That's right. A week break, and then we get Loki, which is all good. Uh, King Tom Chansky, King of All Pods. Where can people find you? You can find me on Patreon shows for our friends at uh, Steel Wars, Blue Harvest, Bad Motivators, and our Sithless Patreon. And then I'm on uh, Blue Sky and Twitter at Tom Chance. We'll all discuss, be discussing the various types of music in Star Wars. Really? On, on... <laughs> yes, yes. Everyone knows Jizz is the best. Hey, spread it around, bro. Let people know. Les, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter if you're looking at Less Than More 78. Uh, also on this awesome podcast and on our Sithless YouTube channel. Randy, Randy, Randy. You're so YouTube. dandy. Where can people find you? Who? YouTube.com slash slash the Sith List. And we do reactions. Randy made himself chuckle there. Did you hear? Yeah. He did a little chuckle. I started thinking about slash. I, I, I did too. I did yeah. too. Yeah. I love his hat. He has a cool yeah, hat. He's got a cool hat. Yeah, he does. I was slashing for Halloween this year. Oh, you remember. Oh, you were there. Yeah, I was there. This year? Yeah. Time travel? 
Yeah. I went in a DeLorean. It was fucking awesome. It was Persian Halloween, King Tom. They (laughs) celebrated at a different time. (laughs) No, the Persians were in the fucking truck going, and trying to shoot me. Eric, go ahead, buddy. Where can people find you? (laughs) (laughs) I'm offended. Uh, Check out my... Uh, other podcasts, Dinner with the Healers. It's a Bluey podcast that I do with my family. It's really, really good. And uh, maybe find me streaming online, twitch.tv slash mouserat2217. <laughs> Haven't been doing it much lately, but I'm going to make a comeback. I've noticed that, buddy. You, you haven't been on in a while. I haven't played Red Dead in a week. <laughs> so That's a lot for you, yeah. That's how that's going. Guys, you can find me at the Sithless anywhere podcasts are found. You're listening to Rush, and you're listening to Bytor and the Snow Dog. Let me give you a little quick thing here. Bytor and the Snow Dog is about Getty Lee's dog biting Alex Lifeson in the foot. And Neil Peart wrote an entire song about it. And if you listen to the song, which you are listening to right now, it's a whole battle between Alex Lifeson and the dog because they went at it. And uh, yeah, enjoy this, guys. Catch you next week on episode number 374 of... The Sittlers. Love that song. Love that dog. Love that by Tor. <laughs>